Bloomington Mayor John Hamilton clinched the Democratic Party primary on Tuesday. In an extended feature report today, Mayor Hamilton speaks with WFHB News Director Wes Martin. This is the first time I've run for mayor as mayor, and I will say that really most of what I do in the campaign is a lot of what I do as mayor, which is try to get out and talk to people about what's happening in the city. The main issues that I've worked on as mayor, I've I continue to work on and talk about during the campaign about jobs and a good economy for everybody, about affordable housing and trying to make sure our community welcomes people from all walks of life, about the high quality of life that we want to see available to everybody from public amenities to a sustainable city and the cleaner energy, mobility options, those kinds of things. And then finally, um, really just trying to make sure we're running the city well. Uh, part of my job is really just running a, an operation that picks up trash and paves roads and fixes sidewalks and cleans water and provides public safety from fire and police and, and uh, to just making sure we're doing all those basics right. And the campaign is really not that different from from being the public side of, of my mayor job, which is to talk to people, hear from people what they think, what they like, uh, try to explain what's going on and what, what the goals are. And that's, that's actually a, a very good part of the job is trying to engage with the community as we think about our future. In terms of Tuesday itself, so being the Democratic nominee, I'm very pleased to be... Um, the Democratic representative for the fall election. We don't yet know who will be uh, uh, running for mayor, whether it's an independent or a Republican. There are steps that anybody has to take to make that happen, and we won't really know that for sure till a little farther into the summer. And we know that Amanda Barge was asked to drop out of that race, and even with the allegations of sexual harassment that happened during her campaign. On Tuesday, she still picked up almost 16% of the vote. About a third of that was uh, in early voting. So maybe before this allegations came to light um, and the Democratic Party asked her to step down from the race. But on election day, we still had over 500 people vote for Amanda Barge, which is about a fifth of your vote. And I'm, I'm just wondering, does that inform any of your decision-making process, or what does that tell you uh, moving forward as we go into the fall? Look, as mayor, I represent 85,000 people who live here, the vast majority of whom don't vote and certainly don't vote for me. Um, uh, a lot of my job is, is listening to people about what they think about the city and where they view. I, I will tell you, any candidate who can get 84% of the vote in any race, uh, regardless of the circumstances, is going to be pleased with that. That's a, uh, And I was pleased with that. But even all the voters is a very small percentage of the people who live in Bloomington. And frankly, part of my job as mayor is trying to represent people who aren't even here yet, trying to help fashion a community and steer a community toward a place that will welcome new people to be here. So it's always a job to, to listen to people who are concerned about things in the community, who have a different view of what ought to be done, and that's a very healthy, good process. But it seems like there is a contingent in the city, as we can see with 500 people showing up to vote for a candidate that would have conceded the race. There certainly seems to be a contingent there that doesn't like uh, what your administration is doing, and I'm wondering if you can speak to that. Well, I you know, I think, Wes, any, any mayor is going to expect that there are going to be people who, who have a different view of what ought to be done. I'm, I'm sure there are a whole bunch of people who didn't show up to vote who have a, 
who have a different view of some aspect of the community. Um, there's nobody who would agree with everything we're doing, I don't think, because it's a big mix of different things. I've, I came into office pledging to be activist and to address a lot of issues, and we've done that. And almost any time you address issues of affordable housing or public safety or jobs or or the physical growth of the community or quality of life issues and sustainability issues, you're going to tackle issues that are going to have people on both sides of it. And that's that's fine. That's a healthy democracy. And again, I'm pleased that uh, of the people who voted, 84% uh, uh, voted to ask me to keep doing this job, and, and I'm very pleased with that. But you always have to remember that itself is a small percentage of the people in the community. And I don't think any mayor expects to, to have unanimity in any city. That's certainly true in Bloomington. We're a very robust, democratic, small-D democratic, you know, lots of viewpoint city. And that's a good thing. That helps make good decisions. And Mayor Hamilton, you had mentioned this a little bit, but Tuesday's turnout was 10% of the total number of registered voters. When I talked to Karen Wheeler, the Monroe County Elections Supervisor, yesterday, she had mentioned part of that might be because of the fact that uh, Amanda Barch had dropped out of the race or because there wasn't uh, necessarily as contentious or competitive race uh, for the Bloomington mayor's office. Is there anything that you think influences voter turnout, or is there any characterization you would like to make about uh, the low voter turnout, about 10% uh, that we saw of the 53,000 registered voters uh, in Bloomington? Well, I think there's a lot we should do to try to increase voter turnout. It's a problem locally in the state and in the country, of course. And I'm very concerned that we have, it seems, a, a whole motive from one group of people to, to suppress vote. I mean, the voter ID system that we have, the lack of being able to register closer to or even at Election Day, the the uh, hours of our polls, the lack of voting centers so people could vote closer to their work or make things more convenient. There's, there's a whole bunch of things we should be doing to make voting easier. Um, and, and unfortunately, the Republican Party nationally and at the state and, and sometimes locally gets it appears to have a desire not to increase and facilitate voting but to do the opposite and that's that's disturbing now there's other issues too this turnout is not that different from 2015 and i haven't looked around the state but i think municipal elections i just saw a message from one mayor who, who said where they were they were wondering whether they should shift the municipal election so that it coincides with either a county election or another federal election to try to increase the turnout. And I, all those things are, are worth looking at. You know, we have a very large population of young people and students who the primary election happens to fall right after graduation. So the timing is not great for that big part of our community. But I'm, I'm open to ideas and thinking about it, uh, how we can get more participation. It's its really important. But I don't think we saw a dramatic difference from, from the last election. And I will say there were some very competitive and energetic and significant races at the city council level. And there were certainly lots of campaigns knocking doors. Ours knocked on more than 10,000 doors. And I know many thousands of the doors were knocked by other candidates. So the, the word was we were trying, we were all trying to get the word out. And let's talk a little bit about some of those other uh, city council district races. In Tuesday's primary election, 
we largely saw a lot of newcomers prevail. We had Sue Scambellari uh, in District 2 defeat incumbent Dorothy Granger. Looking at our uh, at-large city council seats, we had Jim Sims and Susan Sandberg, who are both incumbents, retain their seats. But Andy Ruff was knocked out by a newcomer, Matt Flaherty. And the thing that I heard most from speaking with both Kate Rosenberger, who also uh, prevailed against uh, incumbent Chris Sturbaum on District 1. I spoke with Kate Rosenberger and we spoke with Matt Flaherty yesterday. And the thing that they kept telling me that they were hearing in those districts where they were able to unseat incumbents was they wanted new people and voters wanted uh, new blood and a different approach. And I'm wondering, does that reflect at all on your administration or does that inform how you're going to be dealing with city council after November, uh, assuming that you win the mayoral race? Well, I want to give tip of the hat to all the candidates, those those who won and who lost, uh, running good races and issue-focused races. And I agree. Um, I think, you know, when I ran for mayor four years ago, I was not the kind of the inside party candidate. Uh, the the current member of city council, the current mayor, several other council members um, endorsed my opponent. I was kind of the outside candidate. And I think one of the reasons I won was that people felt it was time for new energy and new ideas and a little bit of a fresh start. Um, I, I take these municipal city council elections as kind of a continuation of that view that Bloomington needs to look forward, that we need to be progressive and active and energetic. I think um, the candidates, particularly those you mentioned, are kind of new to politics. They bring a new voice. Um, I think the electorate, I take it not so much as a rejection of any particular direction as just saying, let's Let's keep bringing new ideas and new uh, new energy into the government, and I think that's that's a good thing. Not not to say anything against anybody individually who who uh, was not reelected. The fine public servants, all of them, but I I do think there's a feel that I actually feel endorses what we've been trying to do, which is to is to raise Bloomington sites, to focus on the future, to address uh, pending issues that were perhaps not dealt with head on, and. I think with uh, Sue and with Matt and with uh, Kate, along with Ron Smith, who won in an open seat, you know, you're going to have four new council members, and I really look forward to working with that new council. I'm told, I haven't researched it independently, that it's been more than 20 years, maybe 24 years or so, since there's been four members new uh, in one election for the city council. So I look forward to... um, continuing to work through this year with existing council and then working with the new members. Elections are always about the future, so even as we talk between now and November, you know, we'll be talking about the future of Bloomington. They, part of it may be a kind of a, a job qualifications interview of how you've been doing. That's that's fine, too, and we look forward to that. But generally, people vote in elections for, for the direction of the future that they want to go. I think a lot of what we're doing, we're on target to um, try to diversify our economy, you know, we've got to move into the 21st century jobs, and we've been we've been doing that. I'm really proud of the mill and the trades district and growth we're seeing in some of our medium and large and small companies. We definitely have to continue to tackle affordable housing. That's not a problem that you solve in one year or four years. It's a it's a steady, continual effort to increase the opportunities for people here. I think you'll continue to see us investing in quality of life and and the basics of government. You know, there's some 
very interesting things on the on the horizon with the convention center expansion and with the rebuild of the current hospital site when they vacated in the next couple of years. There's big analysis we're doing on the expansion of the water plant and the compressed natural gas that may let us take compostable foods and turn them into energy that can drive our bus system and our snow plows and our sanitation trucks. And uh, and then there's there's things we haven't thought of yet, I'm sure, that will be that will be coming. But, you know, Bloomington is a I wouldn't want to be mayor anywhere else. Bloomington is a is a great city with a great future ahead of us. Uh, you will be turning 200 years old in the coming year, and uh, that partnership with a great research institution like that and our in our uh, future is is a very valuable alliance. Um, and I'm I'm just excited to be uh, working hard and fighting for Bloomington's future as I've been doing. That was Bloomington Mayor John Hamilton speaking with WFHB News Director Wes Martin about his upcoming re-election campaign.